This is part two of our two-part series on star seeds and Atlantis and the dark story behind these practices. We finish up in this episode talking about the ties to white supremacy, the history of how the concepts went from Greek mythology to modern day problematic practice. Let's talk about what intuition really is. Let's look at all the places intuition and ego show up in your life. Let's share honestly. Let's do the research. I'm Jamie Hayhurst. I'm Heather Wood. This This is the Intuitive Intuitive Girls Guide. Hey, Jay. We're back. We're back with part two. (laughs) So many things to talk about here. Yeah. All right. So hopefully you digested from last week. Mm Mm-hmm what we talked about. If you haven't listened to part one of this star seeds in Atlantis, please go back and do that. It's mm. you need the setup to yeah, understand. We're jump, yeah. We're jumping right in why this is important. Right. Yes, we are jumping right in cause we still have a lot to talk about. Yeah. We can't have a part three. I don't have enough voice capacity no. to keep going. No. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to take you through sort of like the history, like the cycle I was finding when I research this. Mm-hmm. I want to shout out because I said a lot in the last episode about how there's like no research about this. Mm-hmm. One of the sources I found, what I'm going to tell you is like a mix of a bunch of them. And then I like further researched each thing. But one of them was from the BBC podcast, um, You're Dead to Me. Okay. About Atlantis. So okay. I got a lot of stuff from there. Okay. So I want to make sure that I credit. shout them out and yep. credit them. Mm-hmm. And I highly recommend you listen to that okay. episode. Okay. Okay. So Atlantis, the idea of Atlantis mm-hmm. was part of mythology. Right. And it was a story created by, written by Plato. Yeah. Okay. Plato was a real interesting character. Mm-hmm. Philosopher, doctor, mathematician. I don't, there's so many things listed. All yeah. I can say is that like, I think if we try to like pull ourselves out of like trying to define him in modern society right and just think of him as like a a leader of like how we should be thinking and like learning about the world and like i think that makes it a little bit easier yeah uh, yeah i was gonna say the same thing i think of him mostly as like a philosopher Mm -hmm. so anything that i'm taking in that's coming from plato i'm looking at it through that lens yeah right of like what is he trying to teach us about like life and being human and all of that Mm mm-hmm So he writes about Atlantis here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Atlantis is connected to gods, like all this stuff. You can, I'm not going to get into that on here. Right. We can, if you guys want an episode on, on the original story, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but there's a lot of them and it's, yeah, I I don't think it's as important because I don't see anyone in our industry actually talking about those stories when they are talking about the original. Right. Yes. Okay. So people, have taken this concept from Plato and like used it in so many different ways. So I found claims that Atlantis is located underwater in Sweden, the Arctic, Germany, Italy, America. So, so very many, I could keep going, but like, I've heard that throughout history. It's not just like in the last five years, like everyone claiming this. Okay. Now I want to jump from Plato Mm -hmm. to 1530. The year 1530. Okay. Was there Atlantis stuff happening in between the, that time? Of course. Yeah, the stories were being told. But when I tell you this story, I think you're going to sort of have a light bulb moment okay. of like what might be going on now as it relates to like COVID and stuff. Okay. Okay. 
I'm going to try to say his name and I'm going to try to pronounce okay. the stuff and I'm going to butcher it. And I automatically, like I apologize up front. I'm okay. so sorry. <laughs> so Geralimo Fracastaro. Okay. Also listed with two other names being the same person. Okay. And I could not figure out exactly why, why? other than like, I don't know if it's, you know how like Cristofaro Colombo and we call him Christopher Columbus. Yes, like, I don't, I probably. don't, I don't know. Right. That's my guess. Okay. He does talk about Cristofaro Columbus. That's why it's front of mind. But okay. okay. He is a writer. Okay. He's a philosopher. He's in the 1530s is doing all the things very similar to Plato. He's clearly someone who's influenced by Plato. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he, for the most part of what I could find was regarded as like, like still well, like people thought nice things of him. Mm -hmm. Okay. But in 1530, he wrote a poem. I think it's more of like a long story, but that's listed as a poem. Okay. Okay. You can read it if you want. It doesn't translate very well. Okay. But it's Greek mythology mixed with the highly con contagious disease at the time known as French disease. Mm -hmm. So French disease is like, it's not categorized as a plague. You'll, I'll tell you what it is in a minute. Okay. But it was, it was front of mind for everyone. It was highly contagious. People didn't know how it was passing. It was spreading everywhere. So in, in this time period, this disease is killing people and hurting people and everyone's thinking about it sound kind of familiar, familiar? yes yeah. okay so this guy writes something i'm gonna try to say it mm -hmm. named syphilis sieve morbo gallico okay there's a hint in there about what the disease sure is. You picked up. okay <laughs> and in this he writes just like again a poem it's not like this is fact he's not like writing like a journal like a medical journal no right he says, here are two legends of how this disease is spread and how it came to be. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now they don't know how at the time yeah. we learned later, spoiler alert, this is syphilis. syphilis. It gets renamed after this guy's poem. It was uh, called so French disease, right. which is also racist because although we blame <sighs> cultures all the time for illness. Oh, like the China flu. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Okay. So, right. Okay. So what we know now is syphilis, which is sexually transmitted disease, is... <laughs> We're not blaming the French. No. Right. But this is became renamed after his poem. That's how influential it was. Right. But he was writing like, here are two... I'm going to lean on Greek mythology to help us understand where this comes from. He wasn't saying this is a fact, from what I can gather. Mm -hmm. Okay. There are people who disagree with me. They're mm -hmm. saying he was trying to trick us or something. I, okay. I didn't get that vibe, to be honest. Okay. But you'll, you, can, you can decide for yourself if you mm -hmm. want to look into it more. Okay, so he wrote two legends mm -hmm. about the origin of this disease, mm -hmm. French disease. Syphilis. Syphilis, not called that yet, but right. this disease that they didn't realize how it was spreading and all that. Okay, so the first legend is of Christopher Columbo, which is Christopher Columbus, because for some reason we can't just pronounce his name the way it was really originally pronounced. Right. I'll never understand that. Okay, so this first legend Basically, I'm boiling it way down, but it's that Christopher Columbus, his voyage, he gets to the natives of America and they were all suffering from a disease that was a curse from the gods of the lost city of Atlantis. So Christopher Columbus found a cure. He sails around, finds a cure in the holy 
guacium tree. It's G-U-A-I-A-C-U-M. Okay. And he brings that cure back, and they all take it, and they, they're cured from this guacium tree. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but that, okay? It's a wild First fantasy. legend. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It sort of reads in the weirdly translated way as a like choose your own adventure style, the way it's written. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. I'm sure it's just not translated right, but like, right. I'm you're not reading it like that's what really happened, man. Right. But, like, right. That's the story. Gotcha. Okay. Again, this guy is inspired by Plato. He's trying to write like a Greek mythology of why this happened. Yeah. Okay. It's falling a bit tone deaf on the fact that we're now blaming, it's like the Native Americans are cursed by the gods of Atlantis. We actually brought the disease to them. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Right. Many diseases to them. Right. Right. So you start to see this pattern that you'll continue to see of white people blaming non-white people right. for things that they don't deserve the blame for. Right. Okay. The second legend in this is that the disease was given to Syphilo by Apollo. So Apollo is the Greek sun god, okay, because he was unfaithful to him. And so Juno, who is, I believe, Apollo's wife, does that sound right, found the guacium, Mm -hmm. the same tree herb, okay, and gave it to Syphilo, Syphilo, Syphilis, this is where the name comes from, and cured him. Right. Okay. After this comes out, people start using this guacium to treat syphilis. I tried so hard to figure out if it was effective. Like, and I wasn't because I thought like he made it up and then it worked. Like, but I was like, did he, was this actually working and Mm -hmm. he was writing about this or was it just that like he wrote about it and then people were influenced to try it. Right. My best educated guess on that is that because he wrote about it, people tried it. Yeah. And I can't tell you if it was effective or not. My best guess is no. So the way that syphilis works, because you guys all expected a syphilis lesson here in this episode, Mm -hmm. the way it works is that the symptoms come and then they go and then they come, like they flare and then they go away. So in most of the stuff that was like very medical that I was reading, because again, there's not a lot of articles about, was this right? Right. Does this work? You know? Right. It seemed like it probably was not doing anything. Right. Okay. But also I'm trying to make sure I use my brain of like doctors are always very skeptical about like herbology or anything natural working to help. Right. Right. So I don't know, but I can't say like, oh, it definitely helped. No. And I can't say it definitely hurt because there wasn't anything to treat it at the time. So. Right. Right. But it was so influential that people believed it. Gotcha. And it's important to talk about this because we're repeating it Mm -hmm. and I'm going to go into more, but like we're repeating it now. So when you're like, why are you guys spending two episodes about this? Right. And you're like, you know, people are just putting stories out there and you know, no one's believing them. Mm -hmm. Well, they have been since 1530. Right. So when we're mad that Starseed in Atlantis is being promoted and people don't know the real origin and facts aren't getting presented. It's like, well, this has been happening since then. Of course we need to, like so much so that people were taking this as a. As truth. Yeah. And, but they were like, oh, I'm going to take this herb and, oh, I think it's helping. So it must've been the native Americans. Right. That were cursed by the gods of Atlantis. And it's their fault. We have this. Like you can't, you, you take one little piece of truth and then you mix it with a bunch of things that aren't true. People believe all of it. Exactly. So it's, this is 
the problem. Yeah. Okay. And it's a pattern that you're presenting. Yeah. And so think about that. You're claiming you're from Atlantis where these gods are cursing non-white cultures. Disease upon them. Yeah. And listen, the stories are, and we'll get to this too, that the reason for the curses, because this isn't the only one. Mm -hmm. There's 1530 on this narrative keeps getting repeated and it's Mm -hmm. different people getting blamed okay so this this idea that like okay what's really happening is that white people should feel bad and take accountability for the fact that they went Mm -hmm. in their i'm gonna conquer this land Mm -hmm. right and i'm gonna take it from these natives Mm -hmm. and then you find out like oh look at all these amazing things that they they contributed Mm -hmm. right and you're like well i can't give them credit for that because that makes me wrong it makes me the bad guy but if i say originally right it was full of greek gods right and then the native americans took it from them so right. it's actually their fault and it actually all these accomplishments that should be credited to non-white people the white people are going to take it because exactly. look we were there first right it's bullshit yeah it's just this like strange societal rationalization that mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. all right i'm gonna now tell you about an American political person (laughs) from the late 1800s. Okay. And his name was Ignatius Donnelly. Okay. Can you just immediately tell us the problematic white man by me just saying his name to you? Yeah. Ignatius probably. Is that how you think it is? Ignatius? Yeah. All right. I'm going to pronounce it wrong to piss him off. Piss off his ghost. Okay. (laughs) So this man, Mm -hmm. white man. Yeah has a string of failures. This is how the story starts. Uh, That's how all these stories start. The biggest one is that he created his own town. Right. And then everyone left and he's literally the last person there. Like nobody wanted to be in this town. (laughs) The story of this, please go look it up. It's, It's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. It's really the definition of like the audacity of a mediocre white, white man. Exactly. <laughs> you colonize the town, yeah. start a town. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay, so this this is like the last failure in the string of right. like very business type failures. Mm-hmm. And so what he decides to do to like reinvent himself or like the next step is to join the Republican Party. Cool. <laughs> it literally sounds like Donald Trump. I know. It's literally like okay. he's reincarnated. Huh. Okay, so he ends up leaving the Republican Party, but joins like smaller ones that are like sects of the Republican Party, from what I can tell. Again, this is the late 1800s, so it's always confusing as like the parties were a little bit different than they are now. Yeah. Okay, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So the parties, multiple, because he keeps switching, Mm -hmm. he joins all their taglines are that they represent the workmen and the small farmers. Okay. Also familiar. Yes. This is why I get pissed. Right. Because it's happening again right in front of our face and it already happened. Right. And because we're not talking about it, we're promoting it again. Yep. Okay. I'll calm down. Maybe. Okay. They claimed that the public enemies were bankers and financiers. Mm -hmm. So it kind of reminded me when I was like reading this stuff of like Bill Gates created diseases through vaccine or whatever they right, say, right. putting microchips in you. Oh yeah, and with the vaccine. Yeah. Yes. It, it 
the way they're blaming bankers and like I mean, they, I have a problem with bankers. Absolutely, and the rich in general, but like a hundred percent. Get where you're going. You know where I'm like. Yeah, it's like we're talking about the working man, right? And these big bad guys are trying to hurt the working man, right? But it's coming from a place of I'm just trying to manipulate the working man. Exactly. I'm not actually trying to, to get, get them, them anything. Fired up. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So he, how do you say his name? Ignatius. Ignatius, our boy. Also decides that he should probably write a book. Oh, cool. So guess what he decided to write about? The art of the deal. Atlantis. <laughs> the art of the deal. Isn't that Trump's book? Yes. <laughs> okay. He claims in the book that Atlantis was a real place. Okay. And he uses it to claim the cultural achievements of non-white societies. Again. What? Again. Now, am I saying that our boy, whose name I also can't pronounce from before, Garalamo for Scottaro, who named Syphilis, I think by accident, Mm -hmm. that he was like really trying to promote it to do that? I don't know, but he did. Right, Right. exactly. Did Donnelly here, Ignatius Donnelly, Mm -hmm. whatever his name is, Mm -hmm. did he set out to do it for that reason? A hundred percent. And it's because the ground was already laid. Well, it's because he was already a failure. Yeah. So he took the opportunity to boot, to prop himself up. I when I tell you I found so many examples of the I'm going to use the story of Atlantis to claim like achievements of non-white societies. Right. Or to say white people were actually there first. It was so many. It was it's- alarming. And I don't care you can say well well, Heather, if you listed all the people who wrote them, they weren't anyone influential. That There still shouldn't be that many. There should be any. But, like, it's everywhere. And it's throughout history. It keeps going. It's still going on. Well, it's like the acknowledgement of the pattern that, like, this keeps happening. Mm-hmm. It's almost like this. This is almost like the sort of theoretical colonization. Mm-hmm. Or, like, the like the... It's like the colonization through theory and through story. Yeah. Right? right, like we literally, white people have literally colonized the the globe, right? Physically, mm-hmm. but it's like through this storytelling mm-hmm. that you're also colonizing. You're yeah. also taking yeah. things and making them your own. Yes, and then people are reading that, yeah, and buying into that. Yeah, it's it's not far off from how people are like let's not teach real history. Like let's right. wipe out all these books and right. say, you can't talk. We don't want you can't talk about slavery. About slavery. Right. Yeah. Or like, Oh, you've never heard of these five very influential black men who invented these amazing things or these, the like very first women, woman business owner was a right. black woman. Right. You know, she was a hairdresser. Right. Like we don't know any of that. We're right. not taught it. It's because you're, they don't want you to know that. I know right. I'm sounding like a conspiracy theorist at the moment, but this is really what happens. And it you happens know. subtly and it happens in your face. It's right. not just Florida. It, it's everywhere. No, right. Exactly. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Well, no, Florida is just they're saying the quiet part out loud. <laughs> right. And, and they think that we're all going to eventually buy into it. Right. And they're right. Probably a lot of people are going to buy into it. Sadly. But that's why we need to keep talking about this mm-hmm. stuff. So I realize it's not the same thing, but it, it has the same vibe yeah. of, of like taking your mind and making you think different things than what right. really happened. Right. And this is a, this is a part of, if you're listening to this and you're saying like this, you know, this is flimsy. 
Yeah. You know, these are just random people doing this. Right. Well, that's how they get you. That's how this system yeah. gets you to buy into it. And because I should, it's that subtle. I should say that our boy, Ignatius Donnelly, was a congressman. He became a congressman. See? So you can't just say it's some random, some random farmer political guy. guy. No. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's it doesn't matter if you're just saying like, oh, it's these you know people who aren't important, mm-hmm. but it, it matters the sphere of influence that they have. Correct. Okay. So I don't think this is new information for people, but apparently it is because it's very not Googleable. What? That the Nazis used Atlantis. Oh yeah. Like they claimed it was an Aryan civilization, and yes. they used the same exact thing of the Atlanteans. Mm-hmm. They didn't use the term starseed in anything that I could find, but no. the same idea mm-hmm. that they were, if you were a Nazi, mm-hmm. okay, so we'll just fill in starseed. the supreme, right. That you were a higher being than everybody course, from somewhere what... else, from Atlantis, who is from the superior race, who, like, it's the same thing. It's You're just changing premise. out the word. Well, in... in... I mean, and Nazism is just like a far more, unfortunately, successful, right? but also radicalized yeah. version of this story. Yes, that's an excellent way to put it, an excellent point, because you're, you might be like, well, you know, in that last episode when you were mad at Rebecca Campbell, but like, she's not using it in a bad way, but it's like, okay, but like, the Nazis were. Right. And it's still a recycled thing. And like that shit works. Like it's still a problem. And do you want to be talking about anything that's tied to the Nazis? Right. Like you can right. you can you yeah but the Nazis? Because if you can, we've got a problem. And why are people going like, oh, well, Hitler, and Hitler wasn't the only Nazi promoting this idea by the way there's lots of other nazis that people don't know their name that like you don't even know like some of the psycho like psychology that you're Mm -hmm. subscribing to and using is coming from very influential nazis like people this is a whole other problem for maybe another episode right you know what i mean but like there it isn't just one guy no is my point like sometimes we think of it that way yeah but if you ask yourself this way of thinking of like mm-hmm. some of us are higher beings and better mm-hmm. than everybody else and this is why things are hard and let's blame some non-white people for everything mm-hmm. if we're if you're promoting that same thing like what are you doing because we know what the nazis were doing right so what are you right. trying to do right. because you're not helping anybody no do you know what i'm saying yeah there's like a superiority to it yeah so you got to ask yourself some questions like if if you're really connected to the starseed idea and you won't let it go right maybe you believe you are an alien I don't, I don't really care if you do like, that's fine with me. I'm not right. mad at that. But if you're using the star seed thing and then you're saying, Oh, I'm a higher being than everybody else here right. because you guys, you're just from earth, right? You always incarnate here, but I incarnate from somewhere. And you think that makes you better than people. Right. You're setting yourself up for something dangerous. Yep. And then if you're promoting that idea, my question is, what are your intentions then? Yeah. Or even if your intentions are good, like how do you know how that information is going to travel? Yeah. Like if you're spreading it and you spread it to the wrong person who's very susceptible, who's yeah, who's very isolated, mm-hmm. they get that information from you and then who knows where they run with it. Exactly. And who takes advantage of them down the line. Exactly. Exactly. 
all right, so I, I'm like, I'm in the thick of this mm-hmm. research and I, I have to stop like finding all the millions of examples of people using it badly because I need to move us forward. Right. But I have this question nagging at me of like, how did this idea become so prevalent in like this world, in like the spiritual right. world? Like, because I can hear where it is in white supremacy very easily, right. but I can't connect the dot right historically in what i'm reading to how it's in this industry mm-hmm. and the answer bummed me out what? so i take it with a grain of salt because i i don't i can't tell you the intention of this person and this is a person who was very influential in this sphere also controversial but like i was surprised yeah. and it's edgar casey oh right you said that so he's a he's dead now yeah. but he was a very yeah. famous he identified himself as a psychic, psychic. you know, yeah. he used that term. Mm-hmm. Um, and he made lots of predictions. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of quotes that are still shared and like a lot of contributions to this industry that are really good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was he a wacko? Absolutely. Yeah. But like, were there some good stuff in there? Yeah. yeah. I will tell you right now that I did not find any ties to white supremacy for him. Okay. But I do think he's the button on the connection between this industry and this stuff. Okay. Okay. the bridge. Yes. So he wrote a book about Atlantis because he does, he did a lot of past life work. Okay. Okay. So a lot of his psychic readings were, let me tell you about your past life. Mm -hmm. And he started talking about people's past lives in Atlantis. Okay. So it's a whole book. Right. About him picking up that people were coming, from, like ascending from Atlantis, as if it was a different planet, not like a sunken place in right. on the earth. On the earth, right? Okay, okay. So he said it was a city that ran on crystals. Yes, I've heard that. Okay, so that's where that comes from. Yep. So now this is where that concept gets grabbed and brought in. When what year is this? This is in like the early 1900s. Okay. Okay. So that's I mean, what I was picturing. Not like post post war and everything, but like where right. you know. Yeah. I can find an exact date of when the book came out, well, but it's it's hard to see when the influence really started because it seems like this kind of like snowball slowly rolling down a hill effect of of like it starts to spread but edgar casey is super influential in this world and like some people don't even know his name but they're practicing things are his teachings right okay really if you're into past life stuff he's a big influencer here we have episodes on that too okay so the thing that's so crazy is that in his book he said there were two phases slash two legends to the destruction of Atlantis. Again, with the two... Do you see? Yeah, the pattern. Yep. Is that an accident? Because I... I don't Did know. he know that there was the syphilis story? Like, Or is he just picking up on it intuitively? I, I don't, don't know. I don't know, but this is what he said. He said, people fled Atlantis to many different countries. That was the first one. The first legend. Okay, so Atlantis was going down and people fled. The second is that Atlanteans were reincarnating through people in the United States. Just the United States? That's the only part that he's, like, listing. It's amazing. It's that, like, like individualism. It's that, like, 
Yeah, and, and just to clarify, he's an American man. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's what I mean. Like Yeah, I right. It's so self centered. It's like so American of him that yeah. that you would have this theory that like they would only only reincarnate here. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. And like our it's there's no real acknowledgement of like are you saying like indigenous americans are you because remember there's the ties to that story right right that atlanteans had cursed them or are you saying the colonizers who are american like like you and i yeah. the, the white people here right, right. <laughs> like you know what i mean like right. who who and i i tried to get through some of his like writings on it and if you've ever read anything by him it's a lot of it is like basically him in a trance kind of writing and it's channeling or something. Yeah. It's, it's wacky. It's right. wackadoodle stuff. Yeah. But, um, it, I couldn't find anything where it was like, I saw anything that looked like white supremacy or racism, but I, that doesn't, it still doesn't sit right. It's still weird. And he's, wasn't saying like, this is fact. He's saying, this is what I'm picking up in doing these past life connections, this message, but it's still, so fucking he was, weird. He was saying Atlantis was off of the Earth, was outside of it was the Earth. It's a planet. It's a planet, but yet people are that. Then for some reason they start reincarnating here. So it gets destroyed. Oh, okay. And people flee, and so one of the legend, one of the things he picks up is they just flee to many different countries. But the second one is that they don't flee; they died and they reincarnated as people in the United States. So again, he's not going, this is what happened, guys. He's going, this is what I'm picking up in right. my past life readings. That, right. oh, you, conveniently, people in the United States, who is the majority of my readings, <laughs> are an Atlantean in a past life. And you reincarnated. Right. Like, mm -hmm. So now it comes in. And so because it's Atlantis, mm -hmm. and because this idea that you're an alien in the starseed, like this is born from here. And now you have the guy in 1976 writing that book, influenced by Casey, obviously, like right. I mentioned in the first episode, right? Um, it's The Gods of Aquarius, 1976 by Brad Steger, right? Yeah. So it's, Atlantis was an all-powerful civilization, and starseeds are descendants of alien beings from that planet. Coming from what Casey says in these re like it's yep. all yep. it's all there. I see. So, like we said at the beginning of the the last episode, this starseed Atlantis thing is always in the periphery. Mm -hmm. It's there's always people right. talking about it. It's not like oh, when something big happens, it comes from exactly. nowhere. Yeah, right. but it becomes more popular. Yes, and so it has this huge research mm -hmm. with COVID. And so if you look like in the... And it all, sorry to interrupt you. No, also definitely shifted from like the pre-COVID Rebecca Campbell, light worker, trying to be helpful. Yes. And then it shifts to this definitely more radicalized, more extreme version of what a starseed is now yes. if you're looking into it. It, it becomes part of the alt-right pipeline. Correct. Yes, Exactly. Which it's always becoming part of that like weird alt-right thing, mm -hmm. right? Like in mm -hmm. some form. But now it's like very obvious because right. of social media. Right. Okay. So if you look at like how popular books are on Starseeds or decks are on Starseeds or mm -hmm. how popular it is on TikTok or yeah. I had to look at like Instagram and Facebook too because TikTok kind of didn't take off until COVID, right? right. So I'm trying to Good be point. fair in right. my judgment of it. Yep. But it's it's very easy to see 
like the facts are there that it takes way off during COVID. Right. Okay. So you have this cycle with COVID of then racism coming to the forefront. Right. It's not like racism wasn't there. I'm not saying that, no. but it becomes something we're all talking about. There's, right. there's these issues with George Floyd George and all Floyd. this stuff, right? Comes right. right up. And then there's this element of psychology and like what's going on mentally for people when you're like probably yeah, already on the pandemic. edge and then you're in a pandemic and you're stuck at home and everything is and scary strife and yeah and like happening. what happens to people and why they're so susceptible to this mm-hmm. right and this, this this is the thing that i was talking about at the beginning of the first episode that was so infuriating to me is that this is a very obvious pattern right. why are we not putting this together more and right. touching it faster i don't know it's irresponsible it is okay well you caught it well yeah but i shouldn't have been me so <laughs> i want to take a quick break okay we come back, we're going to talk about megalomania because it is so tied to this. It's like the bigger issue also. Yes. Right. And then I am going to very carefully talk to show you or have you listen to some TikToks of why right. this is so dangerous. It's There's a person, they're a great example of the slippery slope we have going on here of dangerous because you, you, in case you're still thinking, we get all the way to here and you're still like, Heather and Jamie... It's okay. Starseed stuff isn't that bad. Uh, hopefully that will seal the deal for you. I think we lost those people a while ago. <laughs> if you're still here, you're still here. Or maybe this will help you if you have those people around you and mm-hmm. you need to like be able to use these kind of tools. Correct. Okay. Let's take a quick break. All right. We'll be right back after this short break. Hey y'all, it's Jamie with a little shameless self-promotion. We've had a lot of people reaching out asking about distal Reiki. So I wanted to let you all know that yes, you can book a session with me. If you'd like some distance Reiki, get in touch with me and we will set it up for you. You know what goes great with podcast listening? A great cup of coffee from a great coffee shop. Yep, beans roasted in-house, amazing baristas, You know where I'm talking about. Restoration coffee. Can we go? Yes, I need an Americano and maybe a panini too. Ooh, I need blueberry maple latte and probably a resto bowl. Yeah, check them out and visit restoration-coffee.com. Let's talk about what we're obsessed with this week. This is some a pattern I've been noticing with you and I. We have a pattern? I think so. We probably have a lot of patterns. I think we have a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And, but I think it's something that like, you know, intuitive people and empathic people and probably just humans in general have a hard time with. Mm-hmm. And we're both experiencing it right now on mm-hmm. different ways. But like, I've been noticing that you and I are both choosing to leave things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how hard it is to leave before you have to. Oh, like when the universe doesn't force you out of it. Right. Yeah. And how much harder it is to make changes. Yeah. And I think that we as humans in this like very patriarchal, egotistical society mm-hmm. that we wait until our hands are like tied or we're forced. Yeah. And then you make it like a decision out of duress. Right. 
you know? I do know. And it's I, a lot harder to just be like, I think I'm, I think this part's done. Well, you know, the, the thing that, again, I don't think people say when they're talking about like leaving something or making mm -hmm. like a change in their life, right? Is that it's not always like, because all of this is bad and all of this doesn't right. work for me, for me anymore. Right. Right. There's like, Hey, there's all these elements that are still great. Right. But there's my intuition has said time to move on. Right. And I just, I know for myself personally, and I know for you that like, that's a hard process to right. leave something that's good. Yeah. Right. And we're not talking, it sounds like we're talking about our marriages. Oh yeah. We're not getting divorced. No. Don't start that rumor. We're both, we're both. But I think it applies to that too. It does. Yes. I agree. Like I think some people won't leave a marriage until it's awful. But there's these good parts. Right. But you could leave just because you know yeah. that you could be happier somewhere else. I think a lot of people, and I think especially women, mm -hmm. have trouble just being okay with the fact that something doesn't meet their standards any longer. Right. I think that's a really hard thing for all of us. Well, there's just like a next step that is, that might be better. Oh, there's something else calling to me. I'm, right. I'm going to go. But like our culture teaches us that you're supposed to like do the right, the same thing forever. Like pick like a degree. Years. Yeah. And like do that job for a hundred years and like, oh, you wasted your degree or you, you wasted all that time. Right. And it's like, why don't you go try a bunch of shit? That would be way more fun. Exactly. And be, it's, be a newbie at something. It sounds so simple to be like, oh, that thing over there, like, yeah, that looks good. Let me go try that. That sounds simple, but it, it's actually really hard Yeah. to leave something. Yeah. It's, I think it's just human nature. Like your mm -hmm. ego likes the safety of what it knows. Right. And so it tries to kind of romanticize the good parts for you and right. sort of diminish the bad. But right. I've been in so many situations. I remember, so I was a dance major in college mm. it felt like the right major I haven't used it but I, I did, used a I lot of the lessons same. okay and I remember as I was graduating like knowing I wasn't supposed to do it anymore like I was supposed to do that I was supposed to be where I was right. I followed that. had that experience yeah right. but now I was supposed to go in another direction mm -hmm. and I remember the crisis that felt like yeah same because then you have to admit that that's not going to be the next step. And what the hell is the next step? Right. And what the heck do I do? Like, it's hard to be a cyclical human being. It's hard to be right. intuitive because super intuitive people, yes, we pick up things. <laughs> but we also have incredibly strong desires and feelings. Right. And we can't do stuff well if we don't feel like we desire it. Exactly. So when you stop desiring something, it's... You have to move on. You do. Yeah. It's so messy, though. Yeah. So just remember that if you're in a place where you're like, oh, but this, or this part's so good, or you're feeling called to something else, like... Yeah. Maybe maybe give it a shot. Yeah, and like, don't let everything be so black and white. Right. You can probably return to the old thing. Like, exactly. Go try the new thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about megalomania. Okay. Because... This is why this issue is why this works. Yep. And I want you to be able to spot it because <laughs> when I explain it to you, you're going to think of a bunch of influencers, a bunch <laughs> of creators. You're going to think outside of this world. You're going to think of a lot of celebrities. You're yep. going to, it's a big deal. Yeah. You're definitely going to start to picture people. Okay. I, I think we're picturing some of the same people. <laughs> we'll talk about it after. <laughs> Okay, so the definition is a highly inflated conception of one's importance, power, or capabilities, 
as can be observed in many individuals with mania and paranoid schizophrenia. In the latter, megalomania is often accompanied or preceded by delusions of persecution. Right. Okay. I'm going to, we're going to talk about something and we're going to be really vague about who we're talking about and not because we're doing that like fishing thing where we want, like when people remember in like early Facebook land, people would be like tag themselves at the hospital and they wouldn't say why or what was going on. But I won't tell you why I'm here. Yeah. I'm not trying to do that, but I don't, I don't want to say this person's name. Okay. But we both know who I'm going to, Oh, well, you'll know in a minute. You'll get there. (laughs) And eventually we might end up talking about this person, to be honest, because there's stuff going on. But there's a person that we both follow who is a pretty well-known psychic medium. Oh, yeah. Yes. Who? Yes. I know. Okay. Got it. She got it. I got there. Small amount of details and she got it. We have been watching her... Mental health deteriorate and what happened happening as that's happening because megalomania is at play in my not I'm not a psychologist or a professional mental health person but based on what I'm watching in her behavior I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the seven traits in a minute okay I can see that there's something going on yeah that's causes and she's gone from being pretty liberal to spouting QAnon stuff literal literal QAnon propaganda propaganda yeah yeah and for me it's the first time that i've seen the slide down the pipeline happen in real time yes like we know of doreen virtue and christiana northrop we've talked about them yeah right but like i didn't watch dr northrop fall yeah fall i like she kind of left my radar and the next time i saw her it was like q anon telegram yeah Tinfoil hats, literally. Right. right. This person is like, like I'm watching the stories on Instagram as they're posting them, and I'm like, yeah, talking about the Clintons, talking about Epstein, yeah. talking right. about like right. pizza parlors with basements that don't actually exist. Like, right. I've never, I've never actually seen that happen in real time. I will say that seeing megalomania now it's that's not the only thing going on but she like megalomania is clearly mm-hmm. part of what's going on for her right because you can see like the persecution she's saying all kinds of things about how people are after her trying and coming to kill to get her, her literally kill her yeah okay you, yeah. like you can see all of this right mm-hmm. so I, but what i think sometimes starts as megalomania ends up putting someone on a slippery slope to some other big mental health issues right and we're not catching it we're like celebrating these people yeah now something that i think with watching someone who She's younger than us, but she, I think, I don't know. I, I have a connection to her through another person. So I sort of, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know her, her, but like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've, I watched her rise to fame Yeah, because I followed her before mm-hmm. she was famous. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she had a show. Oh, okay. Um, but so she, this all happens and like, it gives you like another, like a, a weird dose of empathy yeah. where I'm like, this is alarming and bad and I'm mad, but like, I'm also watching that you're so mentally unwell and I want you to get help. And I don't know you well enough to come help you. Right. Like this is why I'm not saying her name. Cause I, right. some of you might guess who we're talking about, but yeah. that's fine. But like, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. also like, Oh, she's got like a young kid. Like, is there some postpartum? Seeing... Like it, it gives you this other view of like the mental health crisis involved in this yes. kind of thing. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. But you can also see the responses like you're saying are, 
they're split almost 50 50 yeah where people are like like to your point where people are encouraging you yes and like believing you and and like cheering you on right down the pipeline they think you're right and they want to be they want to be like yeah i was here when that person had this revelation and they changed the world yeah but then you see the other half the people that are like are you all right i'm like I'm gonna call so and so. I'm calling CPS. I'm calling, like literally, if, people are posting that. If you know, if you know this person, get them help. Like it's it, so you can see the two reactions happening, mm. and it's it's scary. And there's such a um, still. I mean, obviously, mental health stigmas are at play here, mm-hmm. but also with women having a mental health breakdown of like immediately everyone just being like, you know. Oh, lock her up or something. And right. it reminds me of Britney Spears where it's right. like you wanted her free and now she is, but you don't like that you she's like dancing it. like a crazy person. Like right. you don't get to pick how she exists. Right. Right. Like, but you sort of see this like, Oh, she's having a mental health break. Mm-hmm. So let's like make fun of her or something. Like, do right. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. But anyways, it, it's a, it's a real time example of megalomania. Mm-hmm grabbing someone yeah and i think there were probably signs before it i wasn't like super watching her stories or stuff but like i think she was sliding there so i want i want you to know this because if you had a reading with her and she like connected you and like it was a great reading like talk to your you know dead grandma or something like it was great like and then she starts doing this like you're susceptible to believing that because you saw some truth in her and now she slides here and this is why it's important to identify what's actually happening Correct. And as I'm sitting here, I'm like dying, like squirming that we're talking about this. Oh, yeah. Like that I feel like it's like, I feel like we're talking shit. No. But we're actually yes. not because no. I went and looked at like our mutuals. Oh, yeah. And there are a lot of you. A lot of you follow that her. That are following her. Yeah. Um, and so I would hope that like our listeners would like know better and like be aware and, and stuff like that. But th- this stuff... Yeah. Like if it's someone that you trust, someone that you've had an experience with that like you connected with, if someone like that starts saying this stuff, it's, it's probably easier than you think mm-hmm. to buy into. I think what it looked like happened with this person sort of felt like a quick flip. Yeah. It felt like a break. But yes. But I think what happens with a lot of people is a slow slide. Correct. So it's sort of like sneakily getting, being handed to you and right. you don't realize it. Correct. Yeah. All right, let me tell you some of the traits. Okay. These are very like medical, so we'll discuss them okay. afterwards. But um, presumptuousness. So they believe that they are essential. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The world cannot go. Right. I feel like Teal Swan is one of my favorite examples. If you're trying to picture yes. someone, yeah. like use her. Yeah. Any cult leader will work, but mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Um, next, they feel indestructible and capable of solving any problem that comes their way. Keith Venary. Yes. But this is so many people in this world. This is the thing we always tell you to look out for in a reading or something when they're like, I know all of it. I'm, you know, like there's no limit to what I'll help somebody with. Mm -hmm. If you, if I'm not trying to say I did everything right, but like if someone came to me with something outside of my wheelhouse, I would not do a reading or session with them. No. Or I would say like, I don't know. Yeah. Or let me refer you to somebody, to an expert. To a right. mental health professional. Like, right. there's a lack of responsibility there. Or or there's a, 
af- afraid to say you don't know something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can think of so many examples, somebody that, you know, we both used to be friends with in particular, who you could see manipulating people by being like, well, you need to keep coming back to me for this More answer. Yeah, yeah. Like it's that. Yep. You got to watch out for that. We've talked about that a lot. Like yes. if someone just keeps selling you stuff and not helping you, then that's yeah. a problem. Um, the next one is they're manipulative, which is how they get to positions of power. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like a, they're smart, they're manipulative, they're probably charismatic. Yeah. They get there, right? Yeah. We Too often we're like, oh, this celebrity has a lot of charisma, so everything they say, I believe. It's right. Right. And we t- we talked about that shift with like the Danny Masters and stuff and yes. Ashton Kutcher and like yeah. you can see it starting to crack. People aren't just automatically buying into everything but i still think people go like oh this is a pretty good aesthetic background and this is edited yeah. well this person has a lot of followers so i should just believe what they say yeah. and it's dangerous mm-hmm. um feelings of omnipotence they often put other people to the test to compare themselves and show that they're better than everyone else yep mm-hmm. sounds about right they don't admit to their mistakes so they never learn from them okay um narcissistic an idealized self-image. I was going to say, this sounds a lot like narcissism. Right. So I, I tried to look up the connection. And mm-hmm. so you know how narcissism is like, you can be both a clinical narcissist, mm-hmm. but you could every single human has narcissistic traits. Right. This is like a lot of narcissistic mm-hmm. traits, especially when it comes to their image. Yeah. How people see them. You're like on one end of the spectrum. Yes. Far. Yes, but you can still be a megalomaniac and like a lot of times you see it in like people like overly like making sure their appearance is perfect. Okay. Right. Like it doesn't just mean I think everyone else is always wrong and I'm right. Like, does that make sense? Okay. Hyper awareness of people's reaction to what they say or do. If people reject them, they think those people are the problem, not them. I think of Scientology with like a suppressive person. If you say anything bad about Scientology, like instantly. Mm -hmm. And then vanity. So supported by a strong ego that grows as a result of feeling superior. Gotcha. So this is like the sort of clinical thing, like the traits you can look for. I think that's so important. I want you to listen to it. Maybe rewind and listen to it again or take notes or something or Google it. So you have the seven because when you're watching people on social media or you're taking a class from someone or reading their book, if you're picking up on these traits, stop. Yep. They're red flag. They might not be so far down the spectrum that they're like a cult leader hurting people who are like, Hey everyone, let's spread white supremacy through star seeds in Atlantis. But it's, (laughs) you still are probably not, in the hands of somebody trustworthy. Right. But like that shaman guy actually is a great example of these characteristics. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect example. Yeah. Yeah. So what I wanted to add to this from my brain is like, I always think where does something like megalomania come from? Like what's the, what's the problem in the person? Mm-hmm. What's the root Right. You know, that's my favorite question. Correct. Okay. It comes from, it comes from a fear of being inferior. So think of the fear of being inferior and then the concept of a star seed. Perfect. It's a, it's It's a perfect. Yeah. It's a chaotic clusterfuck of perfection lined up to suck you in. Right. So you, you see it in cult leaders like all the time. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a cult leader that I wasn't like that person deep down thinks they're inferior. 
and that's what they're doing. Like David Miscavige, like all Keith of these Ranieri. Keith Ranieri, yes. volleyball sweatband. <laughs> yes, <head>. like <laughs> it's it's this complex. It's anyone who's always trying to like prove how smart they are. It's like yes. well, why don't you think it's you're just smart? Compensation. Yes, thank you. Right. So this fear, in order to deal with it, instead of addressing it and looking at it and doing right. work. They go to like megalomania, like an extreme to feel superior. Right. So if you boil that down to this tiny little version of that, like Mm -hmm. like way watered down version, Mm -hmm. you have that person sitting there feeling inferior because they're super intuitive, super empathic, and feels like the world is crazy. It is. Yeah. Which is, I mean, both of us are those things. So I don't know that we're like anyone's going to trust us, but like it does it's really messed up and right. not, not many people care about it it's okay right. that you have a tummy ache about it so do we right, right? like yeah. but you take that right. that person going like maybe all of this is because i'm from another planet correct it's it's the same concept right it, it lightens the load yes right like if you if if that if you can buy into that story yeah if you can <laughs> suspend disbelief yeah around everything else and believe that you're a star seed from another planet. Yeah. It lightens the load yeah. of like existing in this world. And are you the Rebecca Campbell version of a star seed? If you're connecting to like the idea of maybe being an old soul and like mm-hmm. wanting to like really understand purpose and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. But can we please kill that term and do something, talk something about else. something else? Right. How about just being an intuitive empathic human? Right. Right. Like right. why does it have to be this, superiority part of it like why can't we just kill that off yeah i mean it's it's tied into people not understanding intuition not understanding empathy and using the terms wrong i mean there's still people we've done a whole episode on it but like saying like oh you're not artistic you're just a star seed there's you're not this it's just that like right no exactly and that tie into mental illness and things like the star seed and things like you're not autistic. You're just highly intuitive or you're just, you're not intuitive. You're just autistic. Like those are all the same problem. This idea of like, instead of working on the stigma of mental health and actually as a country and as a society going like, let's do better here. Let's do better research. Let's actually like for once throw women in the mix when we're doing tests on stuff like, or, or give people healthcare, like universal healthcare so that people can, Get treated yeah. for their mental illness. Instead, let's just excuse things and like blame right. alien being that you're just an alien. No wonder. Right. It's frustrating. It really is. <laughs> and it I is. see how you got down the slippery slope there. Right. I see it. But it's it's time for us to stop just like letting it continue. Right. Well, if you're per- if you're a person that's mentally ill. Or you're a person that's neurodiverse Mm -hmm. and you don't feel like you have any supports. You don't feel like there's any way to manage the needs that come with those two different things. If you're like desperate enough or isolated enough, it's going to actually be an easier. Yeah. Like diagnosis. It's going to be an easier story to buy. Yeah. That you're, that you're a star seed and that you just vibrate differently and you come from a different place and that's yeah. why people don't get you and that's why meds don't work on you. It's this polarization of these concepts. Right. And, and like 
it, it reminds me of why a lot of people become like anti-vaxxers and get sucked into that pipeline of like, <sighs> that's a great point. Like all natural stuff and all like earthy crunchy. And then all of a sudden they're, you know, right. at the Capitol and it's because like, well, the doctors weren't listening to me and this natural supplement did work. Right. And so then you're susceptible. Now you're ivermectin instead of yes, getting a vaccine. Because it's the slope that you slide down. Right. And and the thing is that like both things should exist together. Right. A doctor should listen to you if you took something natural and it helped. Correct. We still live in a society where a man can send a woman to be locked up for her mental health because he was mad at her. Right. And exactly. people just believe him and not her. Like, of course this is a problem. But we're fighting in the wrong direction when you start bringing these kind of concepts exactly. in. Exactly. Okay. I could keep going about that, but I'll, I'll reel that part in. Well, and then you have people talking about star seeds and stuff, and no one wants to take intuition or empathy seriously. Right. Because you're talking about this. Exactly. Exactly. All right. I have to tell you about a creator. We're not talking about their name, though, right? Are we saying their name? Uh, I've gone back and forth on this. I feel like it. I feel torn on it. <laughs> this, okay, I won't say their name, but I'll make it very easily, easy for you to figure it out should you want to. I just don't like promotion, promoting yeah. this yeah. person. I'll say enough things that you could okay. easily figure it out, okay. but I won't actually, but I am going to play some of their TikToks. Okay, you can play the TikTok. Okay. So basically- we're not showing it. Like we're, no. not, we're not showing you the screen. I made you see it. Yeah, that's fine. You loved it. I hated it. Okay. <laughs> Basically, I wanted to go, okay, we have this figure that I said before. There's over a billion hashtag starseed views. Mm -hmm. What are people talking about? Right. Okay. I tried very hard to like be watching TikToks not in my own account, which is very difficult to do, like not signed in. Oh, gotcha. Because I was trying not to like completely... Destroy your algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it worked, but anyways. Yeah. Um and then I was like, I'm definitely going to use hashtag Starseed in these episodes. So I'm, I'm already, it's, it's, it's too over. bad. I, it's right. over for yeah. me. TikTok. Right. And ship sale. Yeah. I wanted to create another TikTok just for research, but I'm pretty sure that like, they don't like you doing that. I didn't want my, our TikTok to be shut down. Oh, okay. You can't have two. Oh, okay. Same person. I don't know. Gotcha. Right. Okay. So this person has, oh, so there were, there were lots of them. Lots, there some were... very obvious white supremacy language, some much more along the Rebecca Campbell line. I would say the more popular is the Rebecca Campbell line of yeah. them. Okay. Just, yeah. The sort of benign. Yes. Yeah. But too many not benign in well, the mix. Benign or not, you need to know what's happening. Agreed. But like, but if you're you. thinking it's all Rebecca Campbell stuff, no, it's probably 50-50 no. to yeah. be honest with you. Okay. So one of the creators we're going to talk about, has 122.4 thousand followers. That's a lot. And is has their own cult, self-proclaimed cult leader. No, they call it a cult. Yeah. All, Which sort of all like of the videos of all of the videos on the bottom say join the blank cult. Right, which cults don't openly identify as cults. That's part of a cult. See our episode on cults. <laughs> we have two of them. Yeah. And this person in case you wanted to actually find them, was featured on MTV because of the fact that they have a cult and something to do with them seeing a tree walk around. That's enough details that you can figure it out without me giving too much. Side eye. Okay. Side eye. But they are a beautiful example. They are very, I don't have any problem 
like saying bad things about them. <laughs> okay. I have, I, we both care a lot. Like we both get tummy aches over saying anything bad about anyone, even if they fully fucking deserve it. Right. Like literally we both, after talking about Rebecca Campbell, we're like, ugh. yeah. Like on the break, I was like, oh yeah, we both like, it, we don't, I don't want to, I want everyone to do great. I, I know, don't want to have the right to say thing that. to do. Like people need to know we, we got to put our money where we're And if we're saying, Hey, there's no checks and balances here. There's lawless land, but we're not trying to name provide anyone. it. Right. That, that makes us hypocrites. So right. we have to be uncomfortable sometimes. <laughs> there's no one else times. doing it, Jamie. <laughs> a lot of times. <laughs> okay. So the content in this person's like is so awful and dangerous. Yeah. But I want to play a few clips for you to listen to because I want you to hear the slippery slope. It perfect the ones that we're going to play perfectly illustrate the slope. Yeah. Like the, the different levels of toxicity. Yes, exactly. And some of them you can tell she's starting you out. Yeah. Nice and easy, dipping yeah. your toes in it and right. then and then it just gets progressively more obvious and more radical. And like that's the thing about like something like TikTok yeah. where you can watch one or two videos, like they just kind of come up on your free for your right. page and you didn't go onto the person's page and like, look at all the stuff they stand no. for. You're just like, Oh yeah. Like but then you get more of it though. Yeah, right. right. So you're slowly being indoctrined into this stuff. Right. Just in the way that it's set up. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to play some of these. Mm -hmm. I'm going to afterwards have you sort of describe the the visual elements that people need to know okay. that's included here okay how do i know if i'm a starseed but nobody seems to ask what is it like to be a starseed starseeds are alien consciousness born into human bodies because of our unique energy signatures we have pretty hard lives being a starseed is a super lonely experience it feels like nobody understands you and it feels like your family is far away in space starseeds have a super different energy signature than other earthlings because of this they're often diagnosed with severe mental illness because of their in inability to just go about life like nothing is wrong they can see the corruption in place very clearly the positives are that you're usually super smart and also really psychic and if you can learn how to master your interdimensional traveling with your conscious energy you don't have to feel lonely and you can connect to your family in space also as the internet expands on these topics you can find other starseeds like you that i mean you and i and probably most of our listeners can hear the problematic elements of that uh, yeah i mean there are there are highlights of her yes targeting but can't you see how some of that you're yes. like okay yes the aesthetic is very um like cute she's a white girl she has like a little heart on her shirt yeah little iridescent heart on her shirt it's mm -hmm. like everything that you would think yeah she's well spoken well she articulated. has that like sing-songy yep. little girl voice yep. kind of thing going on yeah and like she's, she's attractive it is she's presenting it as factual sorry um you know she's presenting as factual and not trying to it doesn't feel like a cell right it is it is it is she's she's targeting yeah some weaknesses yeah but yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty like you could see how someone board. would give that a like and move on. And yeah. then okay. And I can also see how you would relate. Yes. Don't I mean as as people who are intuitive. Yes. Who are empathic, like you do feel like you do like you don't fit in. You do feel like like you don't. It's harder to connect with people. Yeah, and it doesn't matter how many times someone says like, "Oh, that you don't fit in because you were born to stand out," and like all like yeah, we get that. Yeah, got it you know, Susan, but it's also really painful, especially to grow up feeling that way. 
Yeah. And it's also really, really dangerous Yeah, to talk about someone being mentally ill and then writing it off as just being intuitive or just being of a different frequency or what she say, having a different energy pattern. Yeah. Like signature. I think signature. Yeah. Like that's incredibly dangerous to even hint or suggest uh-huh. that someone not be aware of their own mental illness mm-hmm. and then just see it as like being a star seed. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. that, that you're, you're creeping on teal swan levels yeah. of being responsible for people harming themselves. Uh huh. Exactly. Like, but can't if, you if I'm hurting see- your feelings saying that too bad, like you're like, you're people are going to be hurt Agreed. by you encouraging them to dismiss their mental illness. Yeah, and people who struggle with serious mental illness are going to hear that and want to punch you in the face. Or punch themselves in the face. But it's so unfair. Oh, it's just because of this. It's so dismissive. It's super dismissive. Yeah, I hate it. But can't you see how someone could hear that and not realize it's very problematic? Yes. That's that's the scary part. Okay, now I'm going to take you a step worse with her. Further down the pipeline. Now you can see it amped up worse. Correct. Again, people could still not catch that that's bad. They could think like, oh, I relate. Like she's saying things. That's how I feel. And can you explain that in the video too, she shows you the chakras that she's taught. Also what she's saying is wrong to people who know about chakras. Yes. But like, do you know what I, you, you can see it and that's, it's infuriating. I mean, I think most of our listeners heard that and had a stomach ache like we did, but it's so dangerous, but it's, so digestible but think about the people who are in that situation who meds they're not responding to meds yeah they're very mentally ill if you're bipolar right you you need medical help right you need help from a therapist from not from this person no and, and but if you're in that spot where things aren't working that you would easily glom onto that and join her cult because you need some sense of relief. It's taking advantage of somebody who's in a hard spot, right. who's easily manipulated because of it. And then in another light, it's also to the people who aren't feeling as desperate yeah. as the people we just mentioned right? that really need help, but people who are mentally ill, who are struggling. It's incredibly condescending oh, yeah. to say- Just take out the duality just, of it. Just, Just be aware. Just know about your chakras. your moods are cycling and what's happening in your chakras. Are you kidding me? I know. Like, that's so condescending and Mm -hmm. so infuriating to hear. Mm -hmm. I know. I'm with you. Unacceptable. All right. I'm going to play only a few seconds of one more. 
And this is to demonstrate the problem of only seeing a few things and like not looking into someone like what right. you could have shared one of those videos. Cause you were like, Oh yeah. Like sent yes. it to somebody or like reposted it or duetted it or something. Or you saw the first video and you followed her because yeah. you're like, no, yeah. Give her like, another follower. I, I like that. Like that track, I, I, some of that tracks watches people viewing it equals money for these people. Right. For this cult. You don't know that. Right. 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 Okay. So I can't, I, we went back and forth of even playing any of this. I mean, this is embarrassing. First of all, she should be embarrassed by like, yeah, by this, but it's also very dangerous. And some people are going to buy into it. Yeah. Because you've already bought into the other things. Right. Okay. So I'm just going to play a few seconds and then I'm going to have you describe what's going on. Okay. It's like a, there's a video playing and they're dressed up as witches in the woods. I'm not even playing anymore. What did she say? You're, you're an inevitably gonna, you're inevitably going, going to, to die. die. Yeah, that's what, like they were in the woods mm -hmm. with like cloaks on. Yeah, it sort of has like and an '80s music video vibe. It's like trying to be it's something. It's like whatever you're picturing is like this sort of woodsy, witchy aesthetic. It's trying to be that, but it's not pulling it off. Yeah, but it's like you like. You could have but, done a better job of it when you were like six playing around. But she, but they're saying like, you're going to die. Yeah. So you might as well accept your third eye or something like that. Right. And talking about time not being linear and like. And then on the bottom, it's flashing to join the cult the whole time. Right. Because they're star seeds. But this is, I know it's cheesy and it's stupid. Right. And if you end up going to look at But the, there are people who would buy into that, who, who feel connected to that. And there, there are lots of very nice comments about it, right. people in this, but they're also using technique of the way she's singing. She's mm -hmm. chanting exactly. in a very monotone voice. We've talked about. We know that. Teal Swan uses that tactic. Mm -hmm. That's a brainwashing technique. Yep. So even if she's failing at it, she's attempting it. Right. Is my point. I mean, I'm I'm being bitchy as like an outsider, being like your aesthetic sucks, like you're no, not, but you're not pulling it off. But, but you should be because people are going to dismiss it how dangerous it is because right, of that. Right. Right. But the thing is that by the time you got to that video, you've already, you've you already may have already in. been brainwashed into believing this. You've stuff. already bought in. Right. Right. So then you're going to be like, Oh yeah, this is great. Right. And you're going to look beyond like the, you know, the aesthetic. You're going to just think, Oh, well it's low budget because the cult needs more money. I mean, in the comments on that are scary. Like people buy heart it. emojis, people loving Love it. it. People this is such a vibe. Like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So that's how you go down the pipeline is you start with, and like, this is all very intentional. Like of she's course. doing that on purpose. Yes. This is from like the cult playbook. Exactly. It's not somebody who, do I think she could be mentally ill? Yeah. I mean, oh, she, she says, says she is. is. I believe her. I have right. no reason not to, but like, right. Just th that's okay, but like right. now you're trying to hurt people, right? Like, uh, we're not doing that, okay? So, I would just like to wrap this up with a call to people because these are the things that I think we really need to have. Like, I, I want these things to be studied, and I volunteer to help. Like, I'm just gonna put this call out to our listeners and to the universe at the same time, yeah. I would love for there to be. A study about like native and pagan cultures 
yeah. in their view on something called star people versus mm-hmm. what we see as star seeds. Because a lot of the things I was reading were claiming like these concepts were in these cultures, mm-hmm. but star people and star seeds were not the same thing. But I don't feel well, like I should be representing what like no native indigenous Americans meant when they said Absolutely. star people, just because I read a few articles. But Correct. I do think that should be looked at because there's a connection and, and people are using that against like for white supremacy and against those cultures. Well, and it wouldn't be like, it wouldn't be the millionth time that like we've taken something, appropriated it and completely twisted it and ruined it. But it's an argument people are using. They're like, well, there's star people in this culture. Like look at the native Americans with their star people. And it's not the same. Right. And no one was using it to brainwash people and for white supremacy. <laughs> oh, like, do you know what I'm saying? So I would love to see that study. I'm calling, I'm, I'm saying I noticed it, but I'm not qualified, just me, the white right. girl, to like speak on that. No, I would love enough. to see more comparisons of that so we could shut that down. Mm-hmm. Um, just more conversations in general about the Starseed Atlanta stuff. I called for this at the beginning of the first episode of like, we don't all just have to yell at each other. Like if you're, if you're having trouble getting rid of like the Rebecca Campbell element of yeah. it, let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's have a conversation about it. And if you see it, comment, call it out, say like, oh, this is, but do it in a way that someone might actually receive it. And listen, right? Yeah. Um, and report dangerous people you see online. Oh, I do that all the time. Me too. But like, I know sometimes like the person we were like vaguely talking about, I'm not going to, I'm not going to no. go report them because this is obviously like a mental illness. Like right. obviously people can see that that's going on. Yeah. But there's a difference between that and someone like, like Teal this, Swan right. or this person, person that we played some of their TikToks who are like purposely trying to brainwash you. Yeah. There's a difference there. Make sure you see it and yeah. report the people who need to be reported. Yeah. It takes two seconds. It's worth it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if the algorithm is going to work for them yeah. against you, right. then you get to play in the system you're in. Yeah. So you use that system right the social media app the platform right. you use it to fight back so you use it with this is where you can use your white lady careness to help people correct call this out report this right report you know or the content yes use it use it here everyone. yes it's a good place to channel it right all right i need like so much coffee Jesus. all right we need a nap Exhausted. and coffee let's go Hey everyone, Heather and I have an ask for you. If you love this episode or if you love the IGG, can you do us a favor? We need you to go onto whatever platform you listen on and download, subscribe, like, love, whatever it's asking you to do. Can you go do those things for us on the platforms that you listen on? It would mean so much to us. Thanks for listening to our episode. For a way to get in touch with us, please visit our website, intuitivegirlsguide.com. We love hearing your feedback on our episodes.